Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's... The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Jake coming at you on a game day live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? Hope you're doing well. Everything is good on this side. Austin is in a chipper mood, I can tell. Uh, I don't think that's how I would describe Austin's mood, but, you know, Austin's here. He made we get it. get an Austin's list airing of grievances at 350, and it will feel so good. Yeah, so <laughs> stay tuned for that. That's a tease right there. Uh-oh. Uh, Gordon, I heard uh, you uh, doing a little radio with Scotty today. That sounded good. Yeah, we had a little delay in the line, but uh, we got by. Did you notice the pregnant pauses between comments? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it sounded fine. Nonetheless, it's fun. Scotty's uh, fun to do a show with, and uh, and you are as well. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not choosing between my children here, but I, I had fun with Scotty. So yeah, it was good. You've you done know. that. You've done that many times. Yeah, so. and I'd be lying if I if I uh, said I wasn't a little radio jealous. But that's okay. <laughs> I'll get over it. I'll get over. Are it. you the jealous type, really? I mean, because this is something that. Austin, are you the jealous type? What? Are you the jealous type? Yeah. I mean, so let's say I saw Whitney in the hallway. I don't know and, if you want she, to go down this road. And nope. she came running up to me and gave me a big hug. Your reaction would be? Well, I, I, I'm not threatened by you. <laughs> good answer, man. Good answer. That, that was good. That was no, good some, guys, some guys are very, very jealous. About everything. Now, Ryan Gosling, I might be like, oh, wait a second here. Ryan Gosling. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I think if you could eradicate that jealousy, just rid yourself of it, then I think, uh, you know, you probably would feel better. Lisa's pet name for me is Bola. (laughs) That makes Austin feel better. Right there, <laughs> you guys made me say that. Where's the? What is this? What, where, what's the? I, I don't know how, how we got onto Jilly, but here we are. Because you were talking about yeah, radio. Oh yeah, radio jealousy. Yeah. Ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I I try in my my life not to be Jilly. That's you know? good. I, I don't yeah. think it's a very, save yourself the energy. A very, don't say Jilly. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> As your friend, I'm going to punch you. You know, I'm trying to stay hip, Austin. I'm That's trying, not it. I'm trying to use the lingo of the younger person. <laughs> to use lingo of the younger person. That ain't it. They're not saying jelly these days? If they are, they don't have friends. Yeah. To tell them not to. Why? That's so jelly. <laughs> See? <laughs> 
He didn't say it like that. Here's, I made a list of things that I was going to start incorporating into my vocabulary. The young, the youngins told me what to put in. And uh, so I wrote down a list, and I was going to spring that Is on you. Is it okay yet. to use the term <laughs> By the way, that term is fine for the radio. I found out later, you guys. Anyway, uh, they gave me a list of expressions I should use uh, to be hip with the kids, you know? And so I, and I lost the list. Well, so. here, here's my serious, <laughs> my serious take on the matter when people try to, you know, adjust their language to hang on to their youth. It, you you sound... Ridiculous. If if you've seen Modern Family, you you know what I'm talking about. You you don't sound cool. You sound like Phil Dumphy. So I do laugh when I you know see. Oh, let, let me let me give you an example. Okay. If you're if you're watching the Real Housewives of of Salt Lake City, I'm not. But... Uh, there's one character whose father has the most ridiculous hairdo I've ever seen in my entire life and 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 dresses with like jewels on his jeans and stuff like that <laughs> and it's like you want to shake him a little bit and be like you're not fooling anybody you look ridiculous you know so that's so, that's so, really my take on, so the, on the whole using, thing so using using youthful styles and uh and, and and using the lingo are are sort of linked in a bad look all the way around just one man's opinion here. Just that's that's right. just me. If if you know, people are trying to hang on. To, I'm sure I'm trying to hang on to my youth in other ways. But you I look mean, like the mom in Mean Girls, Amy Poehler's yeah, character. Yeah, right. Who's trying but to be cool? A, with another the kids, another know. great example. Yeah. Like so. What's just, you're just saying? Just act then? your age. Be yourself. Be okay. be true to who you are. And who I am is not somebody that uses the word jelly. Good point. How, however, Good what point. if what if what if there to the women out there. What about them? They want they want to they feel young. They want to stay young. If they wear the things that the kids are wearing, is that uh, is that taboo? Uh, that's up to them. I'm not. Uh, you know, nothing's taboo. You do you. I, I, if but it makes I, you feel better, why not? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Okay. But I find it. You know, like if I honestly, if somebody in a in a non joking manner uh, in a in an adult conversation <laughs> with me used the word jelly, I'd look at them like. What's the matter with you? So I feel that way about other things, but uh, as well. But you know, whatever. That's just what, what, one so what do I say? Opinion. If I'm talking about a PB and J, what do I say? You say that was a terrible joke. Yeah, yeah. That shows. That shows my age. It, look, jelly, I, 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 Austin, jelly like a no, peanut butter no, and jelly. Yeah, no, yeah. That's no. that's split story. That's time. just what happened. No, it, I, it I, is split story time. I that's love I love those progressive commercials where the guy is teaching them uh, kids, uh, you know, people who are becoming their parents, what to do and what not to do. I've talked about that often. I like wearing socks with sandals. I love I love I love those things, man. It's so true. You know, it's so true. <laughs> Jake, when you worked at Sears, didn't you have older gentlemen walking up to younger gentlemen who were trying to f figure out what what kind of tool set to buy or whatever? And, and some, suddenly someone comes up and starts giving unsolicited advice. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. That happened a time or two. Oh, well, uh, be whatever age you want to be, man. If you want to feel like you're 20 and you're 40, uh, it's okay. I'm not going to sit there and judge. What if you're 65 like the guy in Real Housewives of SLC? 
I, is that guy, what he is? He needs a yeah life adjustment. Yes, uh, well, it, it, he is that old. Yeah. What if you're 83 asking for a friend? Uh, I would say give it up. 83, uh, what's that movie, uh, uh, Little Miss Sunshine, like uh, Alan Arkin in that movie? You should start like a, a healthy drug addiction. Okay. You know? Go right ahead. <laughs> All right. You're, you're toward the end of your life. You've earned it. <laughs> this opinion, Jake Scott's alone. <laughs> one time that I movie's asked, amazing. One, one time I asked Austin about something that I wanted to adjust in my, in my lifestyle, and he said, uh, he said, why? At your age, why? I did? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like me, but yeah, it did. It, it, I, I mean, I it, meant it, it was whatever it was, was. It was both encouraging and discouraging at the same time. So anyway. here, I'll, I'll I'll give you an example, uh, and I was not going to be shamed into uh, trying to hold on onto my youth via dress when I bought these very jeans that I'm wearing. I went to the I went to the outlet store. And I went in and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm looking for some jeans." And the guy looked at me and said, "Well, what what kind of jeans are you looking for?" I said, "I don't want them too tight and I don't want them to taper at the bottom." <laughs> and she goes, "Well, the dad jeans are right over here." Yeah. <laughs> Those, and I wasn't going to let this 20-something whippersnapper <laughs> shame me into into getting something that I didn't want. I said, "Yes." Show me to those dad jeans, and I will purchase them. Right on, Jake. <laughs> right on. Now, now that happened to me. I was shopping at a mall in Vegas, and the, the, I was with my wife, and she said, "Why don't try these jeans?" And the guy came over and said, "May I help you?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm getting jeans." And he said, "Do you want cool jeans, or do you want jeans like the ones you're wearing?" And it did. It kind of, kind of knocked me for a loop. I hope but you I like said, your, I like, I'm wearing I like your, for a reason. I like your attitude, though, Jake. That's a good way to go. Uh, you know what you should have done there, Gordon? You should have gone pretty woman on that guy. You should have gone <laughs> and buy the most expensive pair of dad jeans that you could possibly find and then go back to that store and say, how do you like me now? <laughs> you know what's funny about that? We're focusing on pretty woman on the movie zone tomorrow night. Really? Yep. Tune oh. in. I won't How tell about you why. That? But that was, what, that was it's, a big, it's a big part of the show tomorrow night. Tell us why. Is it Richard Gere night? On, it's uh, not on Richard Gere night, no. <laughs> Julia Roberts night? Split story time. Split story well, time. There, there are Jason good reasons. Alexander is in that movie. I rendered. just thought this is a good opportunity. The show's talking about <laughs> the movie we're going to be talking about. Just remind everyone, 7 p.m. Friday night, and I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. Yeah, a little different uh, scheduling for the movie zone this week, by the way. Well, Pretty Woman's a good movie to watch, but not for Richard Gere or Jason Alexander. All right, Chester. I think we should get to the uh, the split story of the day before this unravels further. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Chris Hill joining us, former Utah Athletic Director. Larry Scott is out as the Pac-12 Commissioner. I have to say right now, Commissioner Chris Hill. Doesn't have a great ring to it. <laughs> Commissioner Chris Hill with $5 million next to my name? Of course it does. (laughs) Okay, there you go. I like that. The ADs around the league who you know, was this a long time coming? Are they relieved it finally came? Did they think it was still a year off? I can tell you that most everybody, including you folks, you knew that this was probably the timing that was going to happen and the president was going to make a decision and Larry was going to do his thinking on it. This came down and I'm not surprised at the timing at all, given the TV stuff. That was the good doctor. This morning with uh, DJ and PK, Dr. Chris Hill, former athletic director at the University of Utah. 
Would uh, that be Chris Hill, the same guy who issued a news release after I said something about him on the air? The very same. Uh, talking oh. about Lair Bear is out in the Pac-12. <laughs> Lair Bear. Larry Scott <laughs> will no longer be commissioner after, what is it, Austin, uh, June 30th, something like that? So come July 1, there will be a new sheriff in town, and uh, Lair Bear can go off into the sunset. Gordon, <laughs> your reaction. Well, I wrote a column about this. It'll be posted sometime. And uh, the the, wor- the three words that really made me laugh were mutually agreed upon or on. Mutually agree- agreed on. Come on. Dude was fired. Uh, you know, I can understand why he would, would want to walk away from $5 million a year, right? I mean, uh, what, what use does he have of that? And nobody's going to pay him anywhere near that for anything he does next. So... Uh, he, he did a crappy job as, as commissioner of the Pac-12, and I, 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 that's no mystery. Everybody knows the struggles that that league has had uh, run upon. And, uh, yeah, it's time for him to go. It's time. And, and this is the thing. Whoever they get has a real tough road to hoe because it, they're not going to be able to fix these problems probably until they get a new TV deal. And the networks, the Pac-12 networks being what they are with the limited distribution and the expense of running those things and the problems, subsequent problems that have arrived alongside that, namely uh, a minimal amount of money per school compared to what uh, the other P5 teams get, leagues, I mean, uh, schools get. Pac-12 is hurting right now, and that's reflected in the, the level of competition in the major sports. I can't speak to water polo and uh, fencing and rowing and stuff like that, conference of champions, blah, 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 blah. But in football and basketball, this league is hurting right now. It's been almost two decades since they've had a national champion out of that out of that league for football, and they got a ways to go, and it's going to take some time to, to uh, dig them back out. Yeah, I I mean, Larry came in and and he kind of uh, tried to modernize the Pac-12, a league that needed needed that badly. Um, what was the guy's name before? Tom Hansen, is that correct? Yeah, I think. And so, he was yeah. the commissioner forever, and it was you know it, it was kind of stagnant. And then Larry comes in and obviously adds a couple of teams, and even that was somewhat of a failure if you really look at it. I mean, Utah fans are happy, and and don't get me wrong, but his initial goal was to land all those Big Twelve schools. If uh, yeah. if you'll remember, so and then he signs the the deal. They had the bad luck of going first, so he set the market for everybody else. Um, you know the the timing on that probably was wasn't really his fault, but you know we make a lot of of the money and and it is a huge deal. But uh, and I I agree with that criticism of him. But the overall mismanagement of the league on pretty much every level was was. Crazy. I mean, it, it was really bad. And it, the the thing that frustrated me most about Lair Bear is instead of fixing what the problems were or doing something about it, he tried to spin. He tried yeah. to, to 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 craft the narrative. Let's let's go back a year ago where the story broke that he tried to bribe a reporter from the L.A. Times. Right. They tried to they tried to put put an L.A. Times reporter on their payroll so he would write nice stuff about him. And it's yes. like, it's it's like, dude, how dense are you? You know, you you should do something about these things. If the criticisms are legit, which I think they are, then you should do something about it. Don't 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 tell everybody they're blind and dumb. 
I mean, like, it just this this was totally like a, um, a, a look, a bad look thing. I mean, it, it probably didn't matter when it comes uh, financially. But do you remember a couple of years ago when they, they started criticizing uh, Larry because the returns to the schools were the lower percentages than the, than the right. other conferences? And, uh-huh. you know, he had a bunch of heat coming his way. And then during the Pac-12 basketball tournament in Vegas, he stayed in the nicest room in the city. He stayed in like the the presidential suite at the Cosmopolitan or something. I mean, it was some it was some room that cost six grand a night, and he's and, and the truth of the matter is, it's probably a trade deal for them agreeing to have their tournament comped, there or whatever. But comped. but yeah. give that to your your best employee, your employee of the year or something. You stay at the Motel Six, you know. <laughs> He's getting criticized for a jet setting around the world in a private jet. You know what? Fly Delta for a little, a little while, Larry Bear, because <laughs> it's just you have a, a an image of being decadent, and people don't want that in a in a conference commissioner. You know, they yeah. don't want decadence. He was making he was making twice as well. Let me say it this way: Larry Scott was making more than the SEC commissioner and the Big Ten commissioner combined. Right. I mean, it wasn't just that. Remember a number of months ago when uh, the the Pac-12 is laying people off and furloughing people, cutting salaries, and he awarded himself and other executives, top executives, $4 million bonus, (laughs) and $2.5 million of it went to him. It's it's like, how tone deaf are you, my man? And not to mention, we haven't even mentioned the referee replay booth scandal. Yeah, I mean, you used a good word, mismanagement. Yeah. Uh, I think that, I mean, he did he did some things that worked, but I mean, the things that didn't work, one were bad looks, and two were detrimental to the overall welfare of the conference. And he thought he was visionary. He with this Pac-12 network thing, he thought, and he still says that that's going to pay off in the long run. It's just that nobody can see that far ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that just one of many, many things. Not to yeah. mention the, you know, the all the money that was invested in the headquarters, and I've seen conflicting reports on how much of Larry's fault that was because he was also building out studios and whatnot. And I mean, they could have done that in a different way that was to the benefit of the conference as a whole. But uh, you know, when the when the Big Ten is handing out fifty million dollars to each of its teams and. And the Pac-12 is handing out twenty million dollars less than that. Then that might be might sound like a lot of money that they're getting from for schools. I mean, for conferences like the Mountain West and others. But compared to the the conferences that the Pac-12 likes to compare itself to and compete with, they were just getting crushed. And that was year after year after year. And I'll say this, Jake: sometimes there are schools who waste money. And they don't really apply it properly to their athletic departments and their teams. Especially See the University of California, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And but 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 schools who have their stuff together, if they have more money, they're going to be able to utilize that in a way that's going to make them more competitively successful. Yep. And the Pac-12 has been laboring in that regard for years now. Well, a huge part of it is their their overhead is way higher than any other conference, and, and their TV deal is deal isn't as good either. But they're distributing seventy five percent of the money they make instead of roughly seventy five. I'll look at the exact number, but seventy five percent as opposed to ninety five. 
Yeah, and so that's exactly. a big part of it. Well, all right. Uh-huh. So are you ready for, for Lair Bear's statement? Because if this doesn't want, make you want to punch him in the face, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, here bro. we go. Quote, I was in pro sports for 20 years, honk. Uh, I've now been in college athletics for more than 10 years, and now is a great time in my life to pursue other exciting opportunities. This moment, when college athletics are moving in a new direction and with the conference soon commencing the next round of media negotiations, it seems like the right time to make a change. It is important that the conference be able to put in place the person who will negotiate and carry out the next uh, agreement based on recent robust valuation and marketplace interest we've received from traditional and non-traditional media organizations. I'm confident the conference is well positioned to con- uh, for continued success. I appreciate the support of Pac-12 member institutions and a very talented staff with whom it has been my privilege to work. Yeah, he's, he's everything's uh, like, fine, and we're just yeah, you know I'm just exactly. It, 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 it's just I'm I'm tired. I'm t- you know Jake, I, I'm looking for a new opportunity. Jake, I stood right in front of the man and asked him a question, and others were asking him questions as well. And you would have thought he was sitting on top of the world. I mean, people were asking him direct questions about the problems facing the conference, and he just kept talking about the success in. In uh, in water polo, you know, it was just it was like it was like he was he he was deflecting to the point where he wouldn't even acknowledge that there was any kind of problem whatsoever. And let me give you another version of something he said. I expressed that it was a good time in my life for a change, like you said. It was kind of clear. Let's get on with it. No reason to wait around. He's right. There is no reason. Get going. And so that's what they're doing. Everybody saw this coming, just like Chris said in that bite from DJ and PK. You could see this coming a mile away. Well, we started off this segment, and I think it's uh, you're correct, um, that there's really not a whole lot in the immediate, you know, <laughs> in the immediate that the next commissioner is going to be able to do. And the, the TV, you know, I have a great idea for who the Pac-12 uh, should hire. Uh, we can get to that here in a second, but... Um, you know, the, the, there's no doubt that that's the first big hurdle. You've got to get that correct. But I, I'd like to see a commissioner that that manages a conference well. You know, I've been in this, <laughs> I've been in this uh, business now for a little bit, Gordon, and uh, I've got a chance to see uh, Craig Thompson and Larry Scott up close. And you know, I'd like to see what a what a good commissioner looks like. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we talked about the enormous amount of money that Larry was making. He, how about this for a trick, Jake? Why don't you try this sometime? When you're in charge of something, do what Larry Scott did. He had this brilliant idea to create a network, and then he and he was the commissioner of a league, but then he said one of the reasons he was being paid more is because he was also running a network. So he was double-dipping to get paid more out of a, something that he created out of his own mind. Well, I always hated that, too, that, uh, well, I'm also running a network. Well, there's a reason that the other conferences have partnered with television <laughs> companies to run their networks. Because know let me, what they're doing. Because conference, athletic conference commissioners have no business running television <laughs> networks. None. <laughs> Zero. So I always hated that, that, well, I'm also running a TV network. Who hired you for that, bruh? You're a conference. You're an athletic conference commissioner. You're he hired himself. <laughs> you know, I think Utah fans and the U- Utah as a whole 
uh, is happy that they got in. I mean, under Larry Scott, you know, I know it was it was, they kind of bounced off the off the backboard because Texas and other Big Twelve schools said no, but they they got in. Utah got in, so this is a good moment for Utah athletics, huge moment. But even that, even people at Utah started to see the erosion, and they were happy to be a part of it. But once you get used to something and you're looking around and the Joneses, Joneses next door are, are getting a whole lot more, uh, you start to wonder, oh, yeah, this was good. This was a nice bump. But how come the Joneses are getting what they're getting? I told you about the letter, the, the, uh, the message I got from a, from a Pac-12 president. I'd written something critical of Larry Scott, and this president sent me a personal letter just ripping the living daylights out of the guy. And that's when I knew right then. I thought, okay, I'm seeing this. I know other people are seeing it. But when school presidents see it, this is the beginning of the end for this guy. And it was. All right, so you're ready for uh, – it's actually three candidates. There, there'd be three people I'd interview for this job. All right, are you ready? Okay, uh-huh. Any one of Bob Chapek's kids – Who's Bob Chapek? <laughs> the current CEO of the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> oh. He's got three children. I have no idea how old they are, what they do, or even if they're boys or girls. But there's, you should be able to find. <laughs> you do you know be, if they're incarcerated or not? I have no idea. Okay, yeah. But they, they, one of them's got to be, you know, qualified enough to sit, you know, to sit in a chair and say, "Hey, Dad." Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to succeed at my first big job. Could you, could you give us a sweet deal on our next TV contract? That's good thinking. What do you think? That's progressive what you, isn't there, that Dick. brilliant? Yeah, He's got three kids. All you got to do is hire one of them. <laughs> okay. No? A, little, a little nepotism going on no, there. No, it's not nepotism because he's not hiring his kids. That's right. You're, You're right. hiring his kids. Yeah, you're just you're... counting on his uh, fatherly instinct to want to see his kids <laughs> succeed. Okay. That's all you're doing. You're just betting that he's a a, a dad, you know, so, a normal so dad. So if, if his kid is in eighth grade, that's okay. I don't care. I, you could build in a playground there at the you headquarters. Do, well, you could absolutely. You could one of the perks could be you know a Magic Mountain season pass as opposed to whatever it is Larry Scott's getting the the private plane uh, the redoing Magic Mountain oh are they really? oh no that's Splash Mountain as you were yeah, so Magic yeah. Mountain still open yep still yeah. going Six well, Flags yeah. even all of them you know you get here's a season pass to all of the theme parks we know you're partial to Walt Disney World but we got some other ideas but for have you. you seen Harry Potter World it's pretty amazing <laughs> and we'll send you there for free on the reg. <laughs> That'll seal it. Yeah. Okay. What are your other two ideas? No, that's it. Three kids. Oh, he's got three th- kids. he's got three kids, and okay. and so it's three candidates, and you just need to hire one of them. You can hire all of them. That's fine. What was his name again? Bob Chapek. How are you spelling that? C H A P E K. I, don't, when I did, thought when you were did he, When did he get uh, promoted to that position? Last year. I thought Bob Chapek was going to be like some plumber or something that knows how to really work hard. No, he's the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Who was was the guy before that? Bob uh, Iger. 
They like, like Bob's it, yeah. at uh, at the Disney Company. What do you think? Uh, I'm, well, it's better than what they got. Uh, speaking as a fan of a team who was once owned by the Disney Company, I wouldn't want to hire the Disney Company. <laughs> no? No. You remember the Angels when they were owned by the yeah, Disney Company? Yeah, but they, the, the, uh, the Mighty Ducks were an NHL team for a hot minute. But if money's the issue, is there any better company out there at separating uh, you from your money than the good folks at the Walt Disney Company? They're them and Coca-Cola. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I, hey, we, we work in the, the Vivint Arena. I've been around for some Disney on Isis. And let me tell you. <laughs> they're they're very good at uh, you know putting things where children are going to see them and want them. Yeah, yeah. So, Dis- so, Disney on what now though? Essentially, ISIS? What you're saying. multiple no, ice, not ISIS. No, no, what, not what, ISIS. What, no, what, ice yeah. is ice. Disney on ISIS. <laughs> Please, no. that's a thought. No. no. That's no. what I thought. That's what I heard. No, there's already a lot of like area for merchandising in this building, right? You know where they they there is a merchandise desk when Disney on Ice is here. Every, I mean, let's just say they're not social distancing them. There, there, every three feet, it's like, oh, here's another opportunity to buy a, a forty dollar Mickey hat. What do you know? <laughs> so what you're saying essentially is that if if uh, the Pac-12 hired one of Bob's kids, then suddenly. Uh, a hot dog at any of the football games in the league would be forty-two fifty. Yeah, but it'd be shaped like Goofy. Right. So this is this is my idea. I think goofy the t- dog. I think the TV negotiations would go great. We we better trademark Goofy Dog. Yeah, they're going to take that. It's <laughs> a great idea. Patent pending. I'm I'm on it, Jake. I'm with you. Yeah, listen. I think that's the best hire you could make. And then you can can them after uh, after the deal signed, right? If you really wanted to, or you could just ride the wave, see how it so goes. The, so essentially, what you're saying is there's duality to this. One, there would might be the expertise about how to run a network, and two, there there might be uh, a, an influx of expertise on how to do exactly what you said: separate people from their money. Yeah, right. I, I yeah, I don't care how competent they are. That makes no difference. Go go go! Land a big TV deal. Go get that done. Go get your father on the horn. <laughs> Call daddy. Get dad on the horn and and tell him we're looking for a windfall. Mm. I'd like or to hear if, he, if he's a if he's a grandfather. And I don't know how old he is, but if he's a grandfather, then that would work with the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Ugh. I don't know. They've got to get somebody competent in there, Jake. Uh, somebody. Uh, I would probably, in all honesty, Scotty and I were talking about this, and he had an, an idea that the Pac-12 should go hire one of the uh, uppers at uh, the SEC or one of these conferences that know how to do it and know how to make a conference endeavor successful. And I think uh, it's going to be a tough job to, 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 to get this fixed. But at least you can put it on the right track and, and sort of bring in new energy. Because like you said, whenever I heard Larry Scott talk, it was either he was either making excuses for mistakes of the past or minimizing them or saying that it wasn't it wasn't the way it looked, uh, all that stuff. And they need somebody new who can come in and, and buck up the spirits. I'm not blaming Larry Scott for all the competitive woes in the Pac-12 and the big sports, but 
I think you can trace a number of them back to his decisions, and that's they they need an influx of attitude and energy and and, and acumen. All right, here's what uh, what's coming up on the show today. Austin's been very busy. Great guest lineup. Sam Amick at 4. Mike Yam will join us at 5. Uh, sandwiched in between, by the way, uh, John Canzano of the Oregonian at 4.30. So, Sam. Oh, there's John, nobody better to talk to than John. He's he's nailed it for a long time. John Canzano at 4.30. Mike Yam at 5. Uh, Mike now works for the NFL Networks, but he worked for the Pac-12 Network for a long, long time, so lots to talk to him about. And at 5.30... Chuck E. Keaton will be on the show, now uh, uh, coach at Utah State. That would be Chuck E. as in one word, not Chuck E. I know. I'm stealing PK's joke here because yeah, he, yeah. he always talked about Wiley Coyote, you know, what Chuck E. Keaton. I always thought it was kind of funny. You mean, like, is that – how? What was, what was Chuck E. Cheese? How was that spelled? That was Chuck, the middle initial E. e. Cheese. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah. While E. Coyote. Right, so it works. Chuck E. Keaton. No, it's Chuck E. Keaton, obviously. While E. Earp? Oh, that's Wyatt. Never mind. Close, though. What happened to ch- all the Chuck E. Cheeses? Did they all fade away? I have no idea. More next. 97.5 e. and 1280 The Zone. Locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is the OJs, selected by Gordon. And brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, go to LiveNation.com. Austin and I were pretty stoked uh, during the break because our, our our trap that we planted half like, a year ago, like six months ago, finally worked. You want when, to explain yourself? When young was man? Gordon's last absence from the show? It's been a when while. When was yeah, that, yeah. Gordon? Uh, October? Uh, it's been, it's, it seems yeah, like a something long like time that. Ago. Yeah, last time you you took a week or so. Uh, um, we we played all of your favorite country bands as band of the day, so you could wait. Wait, I was only gone two days, fellas. Well, whatever it was. Uh, it, it, uh, anywho, uh, we played all your favorite country bands as band of the day. So all that my when you country when bands, you, I got like one favorite country man. All right, you just named two during the break. <laughs> they were the two we played, and they were the two we played. That's right. Yeah, but, okay. but you're not pretty right, So yeah. uh, my my question <laughs> is, are you excited to get back out on the road with Kenny when uh when uh, concerts become a thing again? I am looking forward to going to concerts. I am. And uh and Old Dominion is always near the top of my list and I always enjoy Zach Brown band uh, but uh, uh yeah, I'm I'm eager for to go enjoy some live music again, yeah. And get uh, a bunch of, uh, see uh, uh, most of this country while t- touring with those bands. <laughs> I'd also like to see, it's kind of crazy. Driving driving like PK around in your car. I'd like to see Post Malone. I, 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 um, 
but <laughs> I did. We talked about trying to act younger than you are. Right. We did have that conversation earlier. In the uh, my show. family likes, like, it, it, my wife likes, it, but it, it, here's the thing. I did, Lisa and I did take uh, PK and Jackie up to uh, that uh, spot in a near Boise to watch uh, Kenny and Old Dominion perform. And uh, that was memorable trip. And that's not the only place you've gone uh, on the road with Kenny. Uh, where else have I gone on the road? Remind me. Uh, didn't you go see Kenny in Vegas? No. You saw somebody in so. Vegas. Yeah, I saw Zach. I've seen Zach Brown down there. I've seen uh, Jimmy Buffett multiple times. Seen uh, John Fogarty. Yeah, Je- uh, Kenny was here in Boise in the same week, right? Uh, you, yeah, you but see, here's the thing. here, and then you, you, you packed up the family truckster, and you <laughs> cruised on up to Boise. No, I got blindsided on that one, fellas. I, we, we bought the tickets because my wife wanted to go initially, and uh, PK and Jackie are always up for it. And so the, they bought the tickets up in, in uh, near Boise. And so, but then Kenny and uh, Old Dominion added a show here. And somehow I got roped into going to that one, too. How many? So I did see. Do you see qualify one week. as groupie status <laughs> if you see a band twice in one week and, and drive at least, what is that, several hundred miles? Uh, I'm not a groupie, that's for sure. Uh, but I, don't know. I, I, like, I, like, I especially like Old Dominion. I think they're really good. That's a five-hour road trip up I-84. So 10 yeah. total. That's a 340-mile uh, trip, which is... Nearly 800 miles round trip. And how many tanks of gas did you say PK picked up? It's uh, <laughs> a lot of zeros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he makes up for it with his charm. You know? Does he, though? That's not it. No, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> I, I, I just uh, I, Jackie I, probably paid. I just always, uh, you know think that that's just good road tripping isn't that just that's in the road trip handbook that if you're not driving you're picking up at least a tank of gas that's the very <laughs> least you could do you, you trade off you, know, you could trade right. off or whatever or, or even if if the person driving is like nah don't worry about it but you have to at least go hey i got the next tank well, it's just etiquette. It's just road trip etiquette. Yeah, but what, okay, hold on. All right. Then that brings up the question. If somebody doesn't offer, do you exact it from them somehow? I, that's bad form, too. I'm not going to go and say to a friend, hey, pony up, man. I'm not going to do that. No. I'm not criticizing you. I'm criticizing PK. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe he had other things on his mind. I'm, I'm criticizing uh, the the person who uh, somehow tricked you into driving and then didn't <laughs> didn't pick up a tank of gas. That's what that I'm criticizing. Pro- <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I know, but I'm a good friend. Again, I'm not criticizing you. I'm criticizing PK. Yeah, but I'm not going to. Uh, so what do I do if he doesn't offer? You you stop in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and then you tell him to get out. <laughs> Well, there's a whole lot of nowhere between here and Boise. Yeah, right. You just pick one of those spots, stop, and say, hey, I noticed you didn't uh, offer to pay for gas. Well, guess who's hitchhiking? Have a nice day. You're going to give me my money? That's not what friends do. Yeah, I know. Friends offer to pick up a tank of gas. Yes, I realize that. 
He probably made up for it some other way. I don't know. Maybe Jackie paid for some. I I, I don't know. I I didn't pay much attention to that. But uh, uh by the way, it Johnny, was fun. we all, a good time was had by all. Johnny Lightfoot just texts me and he says, "Yes, that's groupie status." It is. John, no, Johnny would know. And Johnny would know. He's been in a, a major rock band. Sorry, Gordon. Mm. I hate to break this to you. All right. Well, this is a self. Uh, awareness moment for me own it own it baby hey uh if you love your loved one as much as gordon loves kenny valentine's day (laughs) is approaching and uh, we want you to be ready to go with jimmy flowers i got this that's not who i went to see i went to see old dominion Uh, anyway i do agree with you that flowers are a great way to go to express your love and gordon's going to be sending some kenny's way and you should send some (laughs) your loved ones way courtesy of jimmy's flowers place your orders today uh so that you get the best and most fresh flowers and they do deliver of course jimmy's flowers with locations in ogden layton and bountiful also jimmysflowers.com that's jimmy's flowers i'll tell you right now if i were going to send a big old bouquet of flowers to either Kenny or to Tom Brady, Jimmy's is the place I would go to do it. Very funny, Gordon. Very, very funny. All right, more next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stay tuned. We've got a, I like this song. We've got what's going on coming up at the top of the three o'clock hour. Uh, Sam Amick is going to jump on the show today at the top of the four o'clock hour. John Canzano at 4.30. Mikey M at 5. Chucky Keaton at 5.30. And Tim Lacombe will uh, jump on the show with us real quick at 5.50 so we can go over the NFL picks for the week. I think Tim is guaranteed not to take last. I think I have a chance (laughs) to take last. And then you and Austin are likely going to take last. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I think we should up the ante. What are no, you doing? I, I, what? Wait, did you? We are certainly going to be last. Like, no, I'm just wondering if maybe we could put more uh, heavier, you know, worth on these games yet to be picked. Why? That would give because that would give us a chance to catch up. And oh, pass I see what he's guys. trying to do. He's I trying see. to you're rig well, okay, it. So wait, he, waiting. He's yeah, trying okay. to. Yeah, change the rules so he. So if if Gordon and I lose. get it right, it's worth two wins. Yeah, right. That's I'm on board with that. So what's that called? Cheating. Cheating. Yeah. No cheating. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it would make it more fun. No, I don't think it would. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Jazz tonight, uh, Gordon. The Pelicans are still in town, and uh, it's going to be an 8 o'clock start TNT game, as pretty much all Zion's games are, it seems, even though the Pelicans aren't all that good. Um, I w- I'm expecting a closer game uh, tonight than we saw the other night. You know, you play a team twice, uh, the Pelicans are, are going to make adjustments. And, I, you know, I thought the Jazz beat them 
worse than the score indicated, if that makes any sense in game number one. I still would think the Jazz uh, come away with victory tonight, but I do think it'll be a closer game than it was the other night. Well, they can change their plan a little bit about how to play the Jazz, but they can't change their personnel, obviously, and so that creates a bit of a, a difficulty for the Pelicans. Uh, but is Zion going to go off again? He's going to get more? I, I, no, I no, 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 no. You're, you're picking the wrong good player on the Pelicans who's going to be better. Yeah, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, he had, what, 17 points the other night? And yeah. he didn't shoot the ball well. He didn't play well in general. Uh, Royce O'Neal was really effective on him, but you don't keep a player like that down. I would guess. I don't have. I don't have, have the a, stat. a good game. I don't have those stats in front of me, Jake. Maybe you do. But last year, remember, he had a monster game against the Jazz, and he was very impressive. And so, yeah, I would expect him to be able to do a little more. But uh, you know, the Jazz got a, a look at the the Pelicans as well, so they might be able to play better than they did uh, as well. So we'll see We'll see what happens. Question for you. Is there any way, is there any way that Rudy Gobert could, uh, could uh, mirror what Clint Capella did last night? What did Clint Capella do last night? He, he had like 27 points and 26 rebounds and five block shots in one game. Wow, that is quite the game. Uh, yeah. No, I wasn't I, watching Hawks basketball last night. Admitted. No, so I no, I just wondered is is that something that Rudy could do? And I'm not obviously he's not going to do that consistently, but I guess 27 points for Rudy would be. He's gotten 27 somebody, before. Yeah, he has, but he'd have to be fairly ignored uh, by the opposing defense for him to to do that. But I I saw that from Clint Capella, and I just said, wow. You know, and Rudy, he's kind of built like Clint. He he might be able to to do something like that one night. I don't know when, but well, I, I if you're if we're comparing Rudy to Clint Capella, I think Rudy is better than Clint Capella. So mm-hmm. yeah, if Clint Capella is capable of that, and I, if you're asking me if I think Rudy is capable of doing that in his career, my answer would be yes. Uh, is he capable you know, of averaging that? No, because no human is. Um, well, speaking of what he's going up against, I would another guy I would expect to play better than he did the other night is Stephen Adams. Yeah, Stephen Adams. That, that one surprised me. He had uh, he only played twenty four minutes, had six points, and he wasn't even in foul trouble. He just wasn't effective. And usually, Stephen Adams gives Rudy trouble because Stephen Adams is uh, you know very strong <laughs> and pushes Rudy around a little bit. But that that certainly wasn't the case on Tuesday night. Doesn't Stephen Adams like you know chop wood and 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 uh, push trees down and stuff on his ranch in uh, New Zealand? I I don't know. I don't uh, stock I mean, Stephen Adams like a, in the off season. He's kind of like a lumberjack or something, isn't he? I mean, that man is massive. <laughs> is he really a lumber? Let's let's Stephen. I think Adams. he owns a part a of a lumberjack. beef ranch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he he's like... a lumberjack. <laughs> He does something, doesn't he? Like uh, you know, wrangle horses or cattle or I mean, it just seems like he he does something that would require a lot of strength uh, in the home home country. Literally, nothing comes up when you. Uh... He played Aquaman in a really bad movie. He does look like that guy. He does look just like him. He lo- oh, he does what's look that guy's like that name? Guy. Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. yeah. Good actor, bad movie. I imagine that uh, Jason isn't quite as tall as Stephen Adams because nobody is. But, uh, I'd imagine as well. 
You, know, you and I were talking about this the other day, Austin. I mean, the first time I saw Stephen Adams when he was playing for Pitt, and they were playing here at the arena in that uh, NCAA regional, and it was, I mean, he, he was not quite as, he wasn't at the level he's at now, obviously, but, man, you looked at that guy and you said, okay, that guy's got a future. Imagine he's shorter than Stephen Adams. I'm trying to. I'm still trying to get. How, past how that tall one. is Stephen Adams? Seven two. Seven two. I'm gonna take a stab <laughs> in the dark here and say he's shorter than. Stephen. Yeah, but Jim, hold on here. <laughs> Jason Momoa looks like a big man too. I'm sure he's like six and a half. Yeah, I'm sure. But, but... I'm sure he's not <laughs> five feet tall, but he's certainly not seven two. <laughs> I'll take that bet. Yeah. I'm gonna make a guess here. Good I, mean, I, didn't, oh, I didn't mean Steve. I didn't mean I didn't mean seven two. I meant you know in that neighborhood. It was like, just I said I, he looks just like him, and your rebuttal was well he couldn't be possibly as tall as him. No, you said I imagine he's shorter though. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I meant substantially. I mean because I consider if I saw somebody with seven two and I saw someone who was six nine. I would think, okay, those guys are both tall. They're, you know, they'll put them in the same category. I didn't say he looks like Danny DeVito, Gordon. I, I named Aquaman. He's a giant person in his own right. <laughs> oh, that's that's really funny. Thank you. It's not thank funny. You. It's funny when people don't get what you're saying. You know, when they laugh and, and they, they, I mean, you weren't staying with me. No, we stay. He looks Keep just up, like man. Jason Momoa. No, no, you're an idiot. He's not that tall. <laughs> I imagine he's small. I imagine he's shorter. You know, no, the, uh, if he went, no, wait. I know he's not seven two, but I mean, he could be six eight. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I know, I know, but that doesn't change that he looks like him. Oh, I'm dying over here. It's like when I said you remind me of of my dad in some ways. You said I'm not the same as your dad. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Oh, that's funny. We've got what's going on coming up next. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.